Church family, it's good to see you. Amen. Wow, it's good to be together as the family in the presence. Amen. You know, I said this last uh, Sunday. We were we were in this room last Sunday, and then you know, in here again today. And I I got up and I, I was um, before the service last Sunday, or you know, in preparation, we were setting up chairs and in here, and I had this thought of, man, this really feels like 2017 and 2018. You know, in the days when we first came on this property and we were, you know, just trying to get this room finished to meet in here. And uh, I, I was I was thinking that and the Lord spoke to me. If you remember, I shared this last Sunday. He said, you're not moving backwards. You're actually moving forward into the new level of my glory that I've prepared for you. Amen. And so we are just uh, as a leadership team, a five-fold ministry leadership team, uh, we are excited and we're expectant, and that's why we're all five, uh, Nedra's coming, but all five of us are sharing together because uh, we are wanting to share and, and tell you what we see God doing and what we feel the Lord is doing through all this. Uh, as many of you know, a uh, little over, let's see, week before last, week before last, it was kind of out of, out of, out of left field for us, the, the city inspectors and fire marshals came in. And they, they said that we could no longer meet in our main worship room uh, because there's actually, if you don't know, there's a third of that room that is unfinished. It's separated by curtains. You wouldn't really even know when you walk in there. But, and so uh, they came in. They said, you've got to get this finished before you can continue to meet in here. And you've got to get specific architectural plans and things like that. And so, you know, it hit us a little bit out of left field. But like I said last week, how, how many of us know that it was not out of left field for the Lord? And when the Lord is ready to move, he moves. And so uh, we're going to share just a little bit about what we feel the Lord is doing in all this and just our, our excitement and expectant hearts about it. And so we're going we're gonna to kind of pass the microphone down so you can hear from all five of us. It's pretty rare for all five of us to be up here. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I feel the Lord on this, and it's just a beautiful thing to all five be up here together and sharing with the church family. Even in this setting, it just feels intimate, intimate even. And so, you know, I'm, I am uh, always like the, the tent guy. Like I always want us to meet in a tent. I'm always like, let's have a tent revival, right? And so um, when we had, when we had, uh, how many of you been, have been to the tent revivals, a lot of the tent meetings? Yeah, so a lot of the room, um, some of you have not. And, uh, but I, as all this was happening, you know, this room, is a, it's our children's ministry room, uh, our children's worship room. It's our prophetic ministry room. Uh, how many of us know that we have churches and people from all over the city that come into the prophetic ministry and it's just such a it's such a transformative ministry, and our, you you got everyone knows our heart for children's ministry here, and it you know it was like it just you know we're having to kind of work and move things around and um, you know meet in this space, and I just had in my heart like I want us to meet in a tent during this time. Uh, it's it's fall, it's the fall season, uh, it's good weather. Let's get back in the tent. But I didn't say anything because I'm always the tent guy. You know, I'm always like let's meet in the tent. You know. And uh, so, but I had that on my heart, and I get I I, I get uh, awakened up. Uh, it's probably maybe 5:30 a.m. or so, um, and it was funny. I knew, I normally don't keep my phone even by my bedside, but I just happened to have it right there, 
uh, in the drawer next to me. And so I hear it, and I look, and it's 5.30, and I knew what it was. It was our fire monitoring system giving me a call saying that our alarm was going on, going off on, uh, up here. So I, I answer it. I say, hey, and they say, hey, your fire alarm's going off at the church. We're going to start sending people uh, sending people over to see what's going on. I said, okay, I'll be up there in a minute. So I end up getting up here, maybe it was about 10 till uh, 6, and I, I, I get on the property. I see no one here. I walk into the building, and I go, it's just quiet as can be. And I look, and the alarm was not going off. It didn't say, any, usually when it goes off, you know, accidentally or for whatever reason, it shows where it had been going, nothing like that at all. And so I thought, man, that's so strange. And then I look outside, and I see Lori Karuba in the parking lot praying. And I had this moment where I knew that's why I came this morning. It was a different type of alarm, you know, and I knew that's what it was. And if you don't know uh, Lori, she is uh, just a precious, precious woman and a powerful intercessor. Uh, She has been praying about what the Lord is going to do and pour out on this property way before I have, way before any of us have. She spends so many hours upon hours upon hours in prayer on this property. And so I'll walk out there to her, and we start start talking. And Lori says, one of the first things she says, uh, Jeremy, I've been praying that we would start meeting in tents again. And she said, I just feel the Lord, I feel the Spirit of the Lord that we're supposed to get into the tent and start meeting. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise God. Then she starts prophesying. She said, I've always said this, I'll continue to say it, that people are going to come from the byways and the highways to this land, to this house, to this church, to encounter the living God. And then she kept on just saying things. I can't even remember it, Lori. It was, it was, I was just in the glory realm at that point. Uh, but she just kept prophesying, and so uh, I knew, I knew that's why I had to come up here on that, you know, for that divine appointment. And even later that day, the fire department came out, and uh, they were testing something. And I go to them, and I say, hey, guys, did you guys get a call this, this morning about coming up here for alarm? And they start checking through their system. It took a couple minutes. No, there was nothing. No call, no, no alarm, nothing. <laughs> so, and so uh, Melanie Melanie tells me that morning uh, we were up here working, looking at things, and we were all having phone calls and figuring out, hey, what do we do? What's next? And uh, one of the first thing Melanie tells me is she says, hey, I woke up this morning, and I had this feeling, this sense of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, that we're supposed to meet in a tent. <laughs> so I told her the story about uh, Lori, and, and then we all talked about it, and just it was a- absolutely a confirmation. So actually, this Wednesday, uh, which is October 5th, Yom Kippur, we are getting a tent set up out here on the property. It's our intercession and outreach night, actually. So we're going to start the tent season off in intercession, and then next Sunday we'll be in the tent outside. How many of us are excited? Praise God. <laughs> Isn't it amazing when you have a house that gets excited about meeting outside in a tent? Man, this is um, so thank, thank you so much. So, yeah, it, you know, and, and everything started falling in place. I mean, we didn't even, you know, we, we've all, many of you have been praying uh, with us about this season as, you know, of, of Rosh Hashanah and the, the new Hebrew year and uh, we'll, we'll be talking about more of that as we kind of go down the line and into Yom Kippur. And so it ends up they couldn't even get a tent to us quicker. We wanted to meet into the tent this Sunday. They said we can't 
get it up to October 5th. And, of course, we, oh, yeah, that's Yom Kippur. That's the Day of Atonement, the Day of Cleansing. And uh, so it's just, you know, it's one of those things where, you, you know, you've been praying and um, sensing the Lord is, a, is ready to do something and move on some things, and then it all just begins. Like I said, when the Lord is ready to move, he's ready to move. And he started opening these things up, and I feel like it's not just uh, for uh, just everything happening here, you know, with the, the property and the building and getting this building, you know, made right. It's for you. It's for the family. It's for your life. That I think there's just some things that you said, man, I've had some promises, and I've had some things I believe the Lord is going to move on and do, and the Lord is just saying, this is time. The time is now. I'm about to start moving and breathing on things that need a fresh breath of life from, from the King Jesus and the shepherd. And I, I just... Uh, so I feel like it's such an important positioning of our hearts uh, in this season. And I even sense that, you know, if we're like, hey, I've been believing for something for so long. And if we're, we're in that attitude of, hey, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I think that's not actually the, the position we're supposed to be in. The position, there's an invitation right now to believe God for the more. It's not a time to believe, to, to kind of lessen things. It's a time to dream bigger. It's a time to believe for the more. Okay, amen. How many of you are, that's resonating in your spirit right now? Yeah, come on. To believe him for the more. And uh, so we're excited. We're going to start uh, fixing up and, and, and working to get this building uh, where it needs to be and be made right. And uh, I just believe that, man, that there is a breaking in this season, in this time of the, of the spirit of poverty. There's a breaking. This building has been broken for so long, way before we were here. And the Lord says it's time to break this spirit of poverty. It's time to get this building made right. And anything that there's a spirit of poverty in your life or in your family, the Lord says, I am severing it. And it's time to believe me for the more. It's time to believe me to build things and create things that are worthy of the Lord, that are worthy of the King. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me pass it over. Yeah, big, it's all right. Hey, hey, can we give God praise? Are you excited? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Wes, and we're going to all share with you. Amen. So good, right? Um, I, I'm going to kind of piggyback off that just for a second because I, like in light of everything that's happened the past couple of weeks, you know, with the city of Irondale and our building and us as a fivefold, you know, uh, making some quick decisions and praying through things, I just want to start off by saying I am excited. Like, I can't tell you how my spirit feels right now. And, and y'all, look, I, I'm excited, first of all, just because I have Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in lieu and light of everything that's going on, man, that he's the rock of my salvation. You know, despite what's happening around me, my greatest influence is from the one who lives in me, and it's Jesus and so, and, but the other reason I feel like I'm so excited is because I know, just as Jeremy was saying, I can see and I can feel God's hand on this whole thing. Like, none of this has, has caught him off guard. None of this has taken him by surprise. As a matter of fact, one of the things I've been, been reminded of recently is that every situation is actually an invitation to watch God move. Because this is who the Father is. 
He's a God that moves. He takes every situation, everything, and he uses it. And I believe that he's not only going to use all that's happened for his glory, I believe we're about to step into a season where we encounter his glory like we never have before as a family. And, y'all, I'm already, I'm experiencing that, like encountering his glory through this. So if I can just get a little vulnerable and personable uh, with you for just a second. So, and kind of walk you through really quickly my experience just the past couple weeks with getting all this news. So, two weeks ago, you know, we get word, like Jeremy said, we sit down with the uh, the fire uh, chief or the fire lieutenant and the building inspector, and they're like, hey, you guys, you know, and they were so kind about it too. We're just like, we're so ready to work with you guys, but you can't use a portion of your building. And, you know, it was the worship room. We're like, we, we use that a lot, you know. And, and, and I think, you know, but besides the shock of just like, okay, really quickly, that was on a Wednesday and we had church that night. And besides the shock of just like, okay, is this room big enough for Sunday mornings? Are we going to get a tent? Like, what is that going to look like? Where are our kids going to have worship? Besides that, getting that news for me, I, it, something felt unsettled. I can't explain it to you, but something inside of me was so uneasy. I was bothered. And let me tell you something. You can ask Caroline, nothing ever bothers me like ever. I am never, ever unsettled. Like I'm so good to the point where like I I ended up losing a little bit of sleep and I don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't even know when, when my boys get in bed with us. I wake up the next morning like, hey, Jet, when did you get in bed last night, you know? Like, I sleep well. And the, the best way I know to describe it is, you know, getting the word from the building inspector and the fire marshal was like, it, it, it was less about them. I felt like this invasion from the enemy on God's territory, if I could describe it that way, which was new for me, too, because I could care less what the enemy's doing. My focus is Jesus. And I had this moment where I was like, I feel like the enemy's trying to thwart something that God's doing here, which was so new for me. And I was like, what is happening? And so it was not this past Friday, but the Friday before, we'd just gotten the news. And I'm tossing and turning. It was early morning. It was about, it was about 5.30, 5.45 a.m. And I'm I'm tired but I want to go back to sleep, but I can't. And so I just begin to pray, lying in the bed. And then all of a sudden, I drift off to sleep. And I had a dream. That never happens to me either. Like, I've dreamed before, but like this, this, you know, I sleep. I don't dream. I'm just Jesus, you know. And so I, I, I drift off to sleep and I have this dream. And inside this dream, it was more like a vision dream. I saw a scripture. For the first time, I've never dreamed or had a scripture. And, and it, I saw in my dream 1 Thessalonians 34. And in the dream, because I know the word of God, in the dream I say out loud, there is no 1 Thessalonians 34. And the Holy Spirit speaks. He goes, Wes, 1 Thessalonians 3, 4. And I wake up, and I'm hot, and I'm sweating, and I begin to cry. And I felt the presence of God. And so my family's asleep, and so I get up really quickly and grab my Bible and slip off into the bathroom. (laughs) It's a great place to encounter God. 
And so I slip off into the restroom, and I, I immediately go to the First Thessalonians chapter three, verse four, and I want to read it for you, real quick. And I'm actually going to read verses two through four to kind of give you the context. says, now, the, now this is Paul writing a letter to the Thessalonians. And right before he sends this letter to the Thessalonians, he had sent Timothy to check on them, to help build them in their faith. They were being faced with some trials, some resistance. Timothy comes back with great news. Hey, they've kept the faith. And so now Paul sends this letter. And here's what he says, First Thessalonians 3, starting in verse 2, it says, We sent Timothy, who is our brother, and God's fellow worker in spreading the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled. So that no one be unsettled in these trials, for you know quite well that we were destined for them. In telling you that, I'm telling you that so you would know that persecution was coming. It turned out that way as we well know. And so you guys, as sure as I am sitting here, I'm telling you, when I read that we sent Timothy your way to build your faith in the midst of what you're going through so that you would not be unsettled, every bit of uneasiness, every bit of anything that bothered me, anything that was unsettled completely left in that bathroom. And the peace of God came over me like a blanket, and I sat there, and I wept, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And here's what the Holy Spirit began to say. He began to explain to me the scripture. Essentially what Paul was saying is, hey, you, you know, you, you're faced with some trials. You're faced with some resistance. Congratulations. You're faced with some things. Congratulations. Welcome to a life sold out to God. In other words, congratulations, you're doing something right. You're headed in the right direction. And if you're headed in the right direction, you can rest assured that God is headed with you. He will see this thing through. He will overcome this thing, and you will experience far more than you could ever ask of, think of, or imagine in the midst of this. Isn't that amazing? It's like, I just want to say to Ross Birmingham family, man, this is like, as we're going through this, kind of faced with this, congratulations. Like, I had this vision, man. I knew I was going to stand up at some point. I had this vision of Jesus standing in front of me in the bathroom just like saying, go, Wes, go. It's just like, cheer me on, and I'm crying, and all the unsettledness has left, and I've got the peace of God. Listen, let me, let me make sure you understand something. The context of this scripture is not, woe is me. It, the, this scripture is not an invitation to invite, invite lack or trial or hardship and sit in it and call it Christianity. It's actually the opposite. Congratulations, you're doing something right. God's headed there with you. You're about to experience something greater than you've ever experienced before in your life. You remember in James chapter 1, it says this. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you're faced with trials of many kinds. For the trial produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character makes you mature and complete. Does that make sense? So it's like as we continue to gather, as we continue to worship, as we continue to pray, as we continue to pursue Jesus with a reckless abandonment, the result is our character is going to be built. 
The result is we're about to encounter the glory of God like we never have before. We're about to become mature. We're about to become more complete. We're about to become more and more like Jesus. Congratulations. Keep going. You're doing something right. And I just, I just believe, and it's my seat over here. I just believe with all my heart, man, that, that we're about to experience a greater glory, man. That he's not only going to use it, we're about to experience it, and we already have. I just had a dream. I just saw, I just saw a scripture, man, in my dream about what, like, that's amazing. And, and I'll share this testimony, then I'll pass it to Caroline. But we, so the, the fire lieutenant who essentially gave us all of this news, he's like, you can't use that portion of the building. He's actually mine and Caroline's next door neighbor. And so he just shows up one day to check the fire stuff. And I'm like, hey, man. What? And he knew that I was a pastor. He goes, oh, here's where you go to church. I was like, yeah, here's, here's where you do the fire thing, you know. <laughs> and then the, the, the kind of the process begins. And this past week we're at our, our house. And uh, Carolyn and I are outside playing with the boys. And he walks over and he goes, hey, Wes, you know, they just sent the email over and talked with us. And he goes, Wes, are you Okay. Are y'all, are y'all okay? Where did y'all meet Sunday type thing? And I looked at him. I said, man, we're, we're so great because God is so great. And he just put his head down. He goes, are you serious? I said, yeah. He goes, man, I've been losing sleep over this. And I looked at him. I said, you don't have to lose any more sleep. And I said, listen, I want you to know this. I'd already made a commitment to God that no matter what went down at the church, that nothing was going to come in between our relationship as neighbors. And he put his head down again. And what, what you, what I forgot to mention, he doesn't know the Lord yet. He doesn't know Jesus yet. He knows that I do. I've prayed with him on his front porch before. I just said, man, we are good. And I want you to know this. And I looked him right in the eyes. I said, I love you, man. And I said, you are doing a great job. And in that very moment, a fire truck, we hear a siren goes through our neighborhood. And Blaze comes running up to me and says, Daddy, Daddy, we need to pray. Because every time we hear a fire siren, we stop and we pray. And I grabbed my neighbor's hand and I grabbed Blaze and we prayed. And I began to thank God for all the firefighters. I began to pray for God to just bless them wherever they were going. We got through praying and he picks his head up. And he goes, I cannot believe you just did that. He said, he said, you do that every time? I said, my boys won't let me not do that. <laughs> and we began to just talk with him about the Lord. And Caroline began to minister to him with the Lord. And I just want to say this, church, God will use anything and everything so that we can know him better and so that we can make him known. This whole Christian life is a setup from God. And it doesn't matter what you're faced with or what you're going through. First of all, we're good because we got Jesus, the rock of our salvation. Second of all, every situation is an invitation to watch God move so that we can know him more and make him known. That is our created purpose for being alive. I begin with this. I'm excited. I want to end with this. I'm excited, man. Get excited. Well, we should have better coordinated because I was going to share some of that story about our neighbor, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, 
man, during worship, I just um, had this vision, and I just heard the words rehearsal dinner, and I know that's so funny. I was just like, what does that mean, Lord? And it just reminded me of just how intimate rehearsal dinners feel, and you're, you know, just sharing the toast, and just this room, and just, I don't know, I'm just so grateful for a family that it's like, I don't care where we are. <laughs> like, I just want to just worship Jesus. I don't care if we are outside. I don't care if we're in this room. We were back here in the prophetic rooms this morning, and somebody came up to me, and they were like, we should be in there every time. It was amazing. <laughs> and it was really small, but it was awesome. <laughs> um, and I, I just felt like, you know, we're going to transition from here to the tent. And, you know, they have weddings and tents, and that vision just kind of kept going about a rehearsal dinner and just wow. that feeling of that intimacy. I just feel like... When we go back to that room, our worship room, I feel like it's not going to be like, oh, we're just picking back up where we left off. It's going to be new, and it's going to have like a new level of intimacy of that rehearsal, dinner, intimate, toasting Jesus <laughs> kind of feel in that room. And anyways, that was a, a side note to share. But um, this morning, I woke up, and I just I felt like I heard the words uh, resilient and resounding hope resilient and resounding hope. And I just want to say it out because it just feels good. <laughs> and when I ran into Melvin and Cherry out there, he said to me, he said, I woke up this morning in the most hope I've ever felt in my whole life. I was like, I woke up and this is the word that I heard. And so, you know, isn't God just fun to give you, you know, affirmation? And I feel like that story um, of us sharing about our neighbor I mean, that's, that's a, I'm just like, he's going to know Jesus by the end of this. Like, I'm convinced. And because he's going to see resilient and resounding hope. He's going to see people that don't get offended, that, that stand in the, in the truth of the promises that God has laid out for them and not allowed for circumstances to make them, you know, second guess things or, or choose to take things in their own control or power. Um, and so that's what I felt like. I had a few other things written down. But um, this morning, I feel like all of us have probably, at some point, experienced things that feel like a delay or um, in the promises of God over our lives or what feels to be like a setback or a change in course. And I feel like just there's that invitation. There's, there's an invitation to agree with those words, resilient and resounding hope, to stand in the promises of God over your life um, and, and to be like... Um, and I'm going to sort of rabbit trail, sorry. So the day that we met here, um, after we were told that we couldn't meet in our main worship room, Wes shared on the persistent widow in Luke 18. And I was like, he had planned that already. And just hearing that story of how she persisted with, you know, an unrighteous judge that did not know the Lord and persisted and persisted. And until, she persisted until, until. And the Lord used him <laughs> to bring about the righteousness and the justice that that he or that she was longing for and Jesus said at the end of that story he said will the son of man find this kind of faith on the earth when he returns and I would like to suggest <laughs> that he will and that these families like this and trials like this are just an example of, hey, we persist. We know God is who he says he is. His character doesn't change. 
you know, the promises don't change. And so we're just going to, you know, stand in so much hope to where it makes no sense where people, you know, our neighbor that was coming to us was like, you know, I think he was just so nervous that we were offended with him or something. And for him to see Jesus in our hope, for him to see Jesus in our response and our, our willingness to persist forward <laughs> in the promises of God over our lives. And, um, uh, one other thing, I had um, a vision when we were talking about all this. You know, we when we used to meet in the tent, um, we would talk about that scripture in Isaiah uh, 54 about the the um, extending of the tent pegs, and I reread it this week because I, you know, I, I saw this vision of us like hammering. I guess they're not railroad ties, whatever the long metal things stakes thank you <laughs> um and like we had extended them and w- they were going further than they had ever gone before and in Isaiah 54 it says not only did they extend the poles but they strengthened the stakes and from that you know just in prayer I saw us just like preparing and finishing and dressing the building and making it beautiful and making a way for droves of people to come and not, you know us, we've never been about numbers because that's just like not who we are. But, um, but for it to be about just seeing these droves of people coming to this, you know, this healing place where we've had so many words about, you know, this property in our, in our building and us, you know, being like a healing portal for people to come. And we experienced that. I mean, this morning at the prophetic rooms, somebody that was talking about she's a minister in an Episcopalian church. And she says, I try to come here whenever I can just to get a drink, just to come and to be reminded of, you know, of what I know and I mean, it just, it's such a blessing to know that we are kind of that well for our city. Um, so that's what I believe um, is the invitation from the Lord. Um, and what I want to encourage you to just, as you pray, and I feel like, too, it's not just an invitation about this building, but it's about our lives. If there's promises in your life that the Lord is even reminding you of today, like things that you have pressed in and or, you know, I just feel like Holy Spirit is going to bring things before you, you know, that maybe you've lost hope about or maybe you needed a reminder of a promise that's, you know, come over your life. Um, this is a word for you, too. Just there's an invitation for that kind of hope that withstands any wind, <laughs> any changing of course, um, and will ultimately look like Jesus and people will see Jesus in it. And not only is the promise coming, but people are going to come to Jesus through watching you stand in hope. So good. How are you guys feeling? Are you excited? <laughs> All right, good. So I want to uh, take us back to this past July. On July 17th, um, if you remember, I did a message on stewarding purity in the financial realm. And in that message, I said, you know, there are messages that I feel like, you know, I, I know are coming. And it's like I wait for the moment that God says right now. And I said, this is one of those messages. And... I, and the message, I also said, it's like a journey I've been on the Lord. 
I've been on with the Lord for 20 years, and then we've always been on together as a church to have purity in the financial realm. But also in that message, I said, I feel like the Lord is positioning us to go higher with this and go deeper with this, and that he's positioning us for to, to steward more and for an upgrade. And <laughs> so upgrades in the kingdom kind of look a little bit different than they do on earth because the Lord will, will put us in positions where we get the opportunity to practice what he's been preparing us for and to put that belief into action. And, you know, we've been saying for the past two years, you know, with all the chaos that's happening in the world in the past two and a half years, we've been saying when there's chaos, when there's confusion, it reveals what we really believe. What we really believe will come out when there's chaos and confusion in the world. And so we've experienced that, we've been saying that, and we've been doing that for the past two and a half years. And so now, you know, just like I said in July, you know, the time is coming. If, if, if you've watched the world, this year has been full of more chaos and confusion in the financial realm than ever before. And it's an opportunity for the people of God, like we're saying, to say we don't operate like that. <laughs> we hear the voice of the Lord, we position ourselves, we follow the Lord, we have hope, we have all these things, and we will not be moved by that, we will be moved by what we believe. We will not be, that's a great quote from Smith Wigglesworth, I will not be moved by what I see, I will only be moved by what I believe. Okay? So, um, so in reality, like we've been saying, like this came out of left field for us, and it did. We were not expecting this. But if we look back over the past five to six months, it's been word after word after word after word from the Lord that's prepared us for this moment and to be ready for this moment. So that is why, you know, I came in the next morning and I was like, this is an upgrade. Every time we have an upgrade, we're in a tent. <laughs> Let's go to the tent and uh, prepare for an upgrade. Uh, amen? So um, with that, I feel also that what the Lord has been saying to us for the, for the past three to, three to four to five months is when we first moved here on this property, we, we've, we've always seen it, not just then, but now. We've always seen this as a gift from the Lord. It's always been about the promises that are here it's always been about the presence that is here, the inheritance that is here, and the building is just a place where we, where we get to meet. <laughs> um, we've always prioritized the presence uh, over the place, and, and you guys have been so great to come in and just be like, I don't care that we have broken floors. I don't care that the, the room is small. I don't care, you know, if it gets hot. You know, this is about the presence. And this is about the promises of God. And it's about honoring and stewarding what was here. And then it's about moving into the next season and, and taking it into the, ne the next generation and the next season. And, um, and so we've been so content to just we'll, just, we'll just roll with whatever because we're focused on the presence. And I feel like in the last several months, the Lord is like, it's time to fix it. It's time to get it right. It's time to stop being okay with a broken building. It's time to fix the building, make it right, make it worthy, 
and and to move into the next season of what God and to prepare for the more that is coming. Okay, amen. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are ready. Okay. <laughs> so um, when all this happened, you know, we we realized, or I realized. Let me say, we all realized, but like for me, in in kind of processing through, like how, taking you into my process, like I realized that. Last Sunday when we met in here, that Rosh Hashanah was beginning at sundown. And I felt, Rosh Hashanah, if you don't know, is the Jewish New Year. So I felt like the timing was super significant that this was the first Sunday we couldn't meet in that room was Jewish New Year would begin that evening. And so then Jeremy calls me and he says, hey, we can't, we can't get a tent until October the 5th. And I was like, you know, we should try to see if we could get one earlier and then he says, okay. So he calls me right back and he says, I just realized that uh, October 5th is Yom Kippur. Should I still try to get a tent earlier? And I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's the day. And um, I was like, that's the day of the cleansing of, you know, the land and the people and the setup for the new year and the, and the blessing of the Lord and the new season of what God is doing. It's a, you know, and so um, immediately after I hung up the phone with him, I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, I want you guys to use these 10 days and to pray from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur that, that to position yourself for the Lord to do it all, to do it all, not in five years, not in 10 years, not in 20 years, but now, now is the time to believe big. And to, and to position yourself to believe big. And so I was preparing an email on, on Monday. I was going to invite a few people to just partner with us to pray for that in the, in, during these 10 days of awe. And so I was like, well, I know it's the Jewish year 5783. Let me see what that means prophetically. So I look it up, and guess what it means? It is the year of stewarding the abundance of the Lord. It is the year of positioning yourself for the blessing of God, the abundance of God, walking in the promises of God, and positioning yourself for God to pour out what you've been waiting for, what you've been longing for. It's a year of recompense. Recompense means I'm about to pay you back for everything that's been lost, everything that's been stolen from you, everything that the enemy tried to take from you, everything you gave up they, uh, because you made a mistake, every damage incurred, everything that, every tear that you cried, every service you performed, it's the time of payback of the Lord. This is the year of recompense. Are you guys ready? This is not just for us. This is for our house. This is for our house, and this is for you. As individuals, this is for the people of God. This is what God is doing on the earth. And what we get to do for the next 10 days is we, is we get to say, I want to position myself to be part of that, to steward that, to walk in that, to believe for that. As the people of God on the earth, we will not be moved by what we see. We will only be moved by what we believe. Okay? All right. Amen, Mel. <laughs> so good. Well, I got there, um, and I'm so grateful that we have each other. 
because I just want to be really transparent and vulnerable and honest with you guys. Last Wednesday was really hard. Um, I just remember when Jeremy came in and shared with me and with us what was happening. I was just like, what? Like, what, what is, like, it just, it just felt surreal. And we have a school here too. And not only was it a possibility of, you know, us having to move out of that, definitely having to move out of the worship room, but it was also a possibility of the school having some changes. And so my mind was just going to all the places. And um, I just felt really weary um, and tired because I know a lot of you guys have been here with us for a while, but this building has required a lot of updates and maintenance. And it's just like we had a leak last week in the middle of the school day and water's just down the hallway. So it's just like one thing after another. And I was just grumbling before the Lord, having a really bad attitude, um, just being honest. And so I just went to the Lord over the weekend because, you know, too, like as leaders, I feel like we have to give you guys answers and just have it all together, <laughs> which is not, you know, completely true and just, you know, a lie um, from the enemy to feel that pressure because uh, you guys are such a loving family but I felt like come Sunday we gotta we gotta know what we're doing people are gonna be like why are we in this room and I was just like I don't want to talk to you I want I want I don't have an answer like we, I just want to avoid this conversation because we don't know and I don't want to tell you guys that we we want to have it all together so we just were like mm, like the Holy Spirit and so I just I just had a moment with the Lord where I was just consulting with him and you know, instead of feeling comforted, really, he showed me this picture of a bow and arrow. And I was like, oh, you know, like, when you get showed a picture of a, of a bow and arrow, it's like, you know, that means you're getting pulled back, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's so five years ago, Lord. <laughs> like, we're getting pulled back again. Yay. Like, you know, when you go, you know, when you get like a prophetic word from someone, you're like, yes, I'm going to get this, like, destiny prophetic word and you get this word about like endurance it's just like that is not really the word I wanted you know but that's what it felt like and so I just honestly just kind of dismissed it because I was like mm, I don't really want to think about that vision Lord and so um I was talking with Ann Margaret after Sunday because she just she's a friend of mine and she knew I had been feeling a little weary and of course she's just like being so encouraging, but she's like, you know, I just had this vision of a slingshot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, same concept, Lord, you know, like, getting pulled back again, but of course, like, the Holy Spirit's so kind, he's like, okay, you won't listen to me, I'll speak through your friend, <laughs> so she shared this with me, and I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'll talk to you about this now, because <laughs> you showed me this vision twice, and very persistent. So I just went to the Lord about it, and I just felt like the Lord was like, you know, it's not a bad thing when you're getting pulled back when you're returning back to me. You know, it's not a bad thing when I'm calling you back to me as your first love, to set, set your gaze upon me again, to come back to what the foundation is of this church. You know, not just corporately, but personally, like just setting our love upon him and just casting down all idols, casting away 
all distractions and just coming back to what it's really all about. And um, I just really felt like to, um, and Margaret said this as well, she just said it's a, it's a time to humble ourselves. And before we can be propelled forward, we have to be pulled back. And before we can be propelled forward, we have to close a chapter here. And I feel like that's what the Lord is doing prophetically in this, with this building, is he's closing a chapter. Um, He's moving things around. He's shifting. I really feel like what Mel and Jeremy shared about the spirit of poverty being just completely gone. Um, I just really felt like corporately and personally that's happening. Um, And I'm really just really excited of that excited about that and I know just that before there's ever a resurrection of anything there has to be a death and so I really just feel like that grace that's been on this property for five years is just lifting and he's like no it's time it's time to move forward whatever needs to be you know dealt with in your life let's deal with it let's repent let's come back and we're going to move forward And what I have for you is an abundance. And what I have for this church is an abundance. There is no lack. And I just feel like we are just about to see just such a move of his glory. I have, I I still don't quite have all the answers, but I just know I have such confidence in who God is. And I have just been, you know, the Holy Spirit's been convicting me of just be grateful, like grateful for all I've done and grateful for the more that I can do. And I just, I am so proud of this place, but I just feel like we are in a moment where we're going to look back and say, this is a, this is a testimony moment. Like we're being invited into something to partner with him where we're going to look back and say, look at what God did. Look at what, with God, what God did with that seed that was sown. Look at what God did with that mindset change. Look at what God did when we laid that down at his feet. And I just feel like we're about to see that. And um, just, yeah, what, like they've said, it's just a moment to be in awe, uh, just to come back to Jesus. He, he, is, he is wholeness. He is life. We're about to walk into a very fruitful, I don't want to say season. I just want to say a fruitful chapter for this house. And so um, I just received that for this house, and I received that for you guys. And we love y'all. Thank y'all for being such a gracious and understanding family that we don't have to act like we have it all together. We don't have to, you know, be ashamed of the building. And, you know, that we can just be proud and just say, you know, that it's about the presence of God, but there are upgrades coming. So we love you guys so much. Amen. Uh, yeah, so Eddie and Brittany and Daniel and Jason and Lily, would you guys come back? I could have said or, arouse worship or worship. But I just I just kept going. <laughs> the Lord calls you by name. Amen. And I just, yeah, if you guys come on up. And I, I want to ask us to stand and respond. And I, as everyone was sharing and then as with what Nedra shared, it just felt like it was confirmed that I want us to be the family of God for a few moments. They're going to start singing, I stand in awe. And I just felt like if anyone is here 
and you're just like, man, I, I resonate with where Nedra was at. Or I resonate with what, you know, some, some, of, some of these things are saying. And I just feel weary or I just feel tired. And I've been, I've been standing for so long, I just don't feel like standing anymore. You know, I'm just, I'm tired. I need someone to come around me and believe with me to be the family of God and believe with me for the promises, to believe with me for the more. And that's where I want to start in this time is I just want us to, you know, a, a lot of us have been vulnerable up here. I'm going to ask you just to be vulnerable and just lift your hand and we're going to gather around you and say, hey, that's me. I would like some people just to stand around me. And just Yeah, just lift your hands up across the room. It may be, there may be a few things, uh, maybe a big thing to you, a small thing. Everything's big in the Lord. And now, uh, as people, yeah, just I'll give you another moment. Just It's the family of God. It's the family of God. It's just saying, hey, this is where I'm at and I need the family right now. Hey, would you guys just, the family, just start looking around, just start moving around and just begin to, to be the family of God and, and blessing one another and just praying over these people with their hands up and say, hey, if you can't stand right now, we're going to stand with you. We're going to stand for you. We're going to be the family of God and believe God for the promises. Believe God for the more. If he says, I'm tired of being pulled back in the, the slingshot and the, the bow and arrow moment, hey, we're just going to we're gonna hold you right here because God's ready to release and move you forward in this season and in this new chapter. We thank you, God. And just as uh, Caroline was talking about the hope, if you say, hey, I just... Uh, I need some hope. I need a fresh fire of hope in my life. I, I just, just say, hey, that's me. We're just going to bless you and pray over you. So just take a few moments, and uh, you guys can start singing whenever you, you feel ready. And um, we're just going to do this first and be the family.
Amen. And now we're just going to shift for a moment. You can continue praying over someone if you if you want to. You can keep praying, but we're just going to shift. And I want us as the house, as the people of God, to sing this out and to worship together in these days of awe. And, and say, hey, Lord, we are positioning ourselves and preparing ourselves for the latter glory, for the glory that is to come, the glory that you are preparing us for. I just want you to sing it out and start releasing it across the room, releasing it across the house, and stand in awe of the Lord. Stand in awe of the Lord. Let's sing together. Let's worship. Stand, stand in awe of you. You can be released from the room whenever you feel like you need to be released from the room. Uh, but we're going to just invite you, if you feel led, to just stay. Stay in this moment for a little longer. You can come forward. And I just want to I, I want to leave us with this, that this is a time, this is a moment to sow extravagantly. To sow extravagantly. You know, we're not just talking about finances here. We're talking about so extravagantly, extravagantly in every area of your life. And so I even feel this invitation as we leave today. If you want to stay a little longer and let the Lord speak to you of what, what is it that you are to sow right now in this moment, in these days of all leading up to Yom Kippur in this new season, this new year, this new thing, this new glory that God is pouring out. 
So you come forward. You can, you can, you can, you know, stay where you are. We'll move around and just bless, bless you and pray over you. And you be released when you feel you need to be released. And we love you so much. Praise God.